Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show. I'm your host, Sean. Every week, we dissect, mutilate, dismember, and butcher all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. This week, Joe is actually out. He's had some life-changing events, so it's just you, it's me, and maybe a special guest. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, if you couldn't tell from the beginning, Joe is actually going to be out this week. So um, I have a plan to just talk about some stuff and I was going to interview my wife, but uh, our baby just woke up. So I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen or not, um, but we'll try to get her down here and Give her, let's let's talk to some other people about what their tastes in horror are. I think you guys kind of have an idea of how me and Joe feel, what we kind of like, sort of. I mean, it's only been three episodes. What am I talking about? But I think you guys still kind of get a clue. So I was going to talk to her, and because we talk about subjectivity so much, I think it would be great to, to hear a, a, a wife and mother's take on horror. With that said, uh, I wanted to address something from episode two of our podcast that we stumbled upon. While Joe was re-listening to it, we we realized we made a crucial mistake while discussing Frank and Hooker. Um, and Frank and Hooker, so we were talking about the box, and Joe says that we said, I didn't even verify this, um, but Joe claims we said, wanna play. That makes no sense whatsoever. So I don't know why we would have said that. But the actual, the actual saying the box said was, wanna date. And it also, you didn't press her boob to, to make it say that. You pressed, like, a, it was like a lamppost above a subway station, which I actually remembered when we were talking about it. I said, isn't that what you pressed? And he said, yes. It wasn't her breast like I thought. Which, I mean, why wouldn't she just, he, the movie's called Frank and Hooker, and you had a half-naked woman on the cardboard art, on the VHS art. So why, why are we splitting hairs here? You might as well just let, it, let, let the kids touch the boob, right? But, you know, you gotta have some standards, I guess. So I'm recording this actually in, I live in a three-family house, and, well, it's three floors. And so I've relocated to our second floor, which I thought would be more quiet. Pretty sure it's more noisy, uh, the cars sound like all the windows are open. I can hear every single one of them. So if you hear some background noise, I really apologize. This was really last minute. I'm just trying to get an episode out uh, to you guys because I don't want to jip you guys. But also, this was the dilemma I had this week. So Joe had some 
he's planning a wedding and then his basement flooded. So we weren't able to record an episode. Um, and I don't want to put out a bad episode and I don't want to put out no episode. So I was kind of stuck. So I hope you guys like this and please give me some feedback. Uh, because if you guys absolutely hate me sitting here talking, then I will come up with another solution. <laughs> but I just, I, I don't want to derail any momentum. I think w- what we're doing is pretty good. And uh, I hope you guys like it. Uh, cause I'm just, you know, just trying to put some content out there for you guys and we can talk and have a discussion and maybe these episodes where Joe's not around, maybe we can uh, do more viewer related stuff. Speaking of viewer related stuff, um, I actually wanted to give a shout out to a fan of ours. (laughs) Actually, I don't even know if he listens to the podcast, but he's a fan of our Tumblr. Uh, And so either way, we really appreciate it. Uh, It's the username is camp counselor frying pan i'm just rereading this to make sure i got this correct camp counselor frying pan yes i believe that is correct so camp counselor frying pan uh responded to one of my tumblr posts about the evil dead remake that was in 2013 i believe yeah i think it was 2013 um because I wrote a post talking about it. And uh, basically my point of that move, the post was kind of, um, I really loved that movie. I thought it was amazing. The gore was out of control. I loved it. Um, And I felt it kind of got an unfair criticism because it's a remake of such a popular movie, a beloved movie, really not even popular. I mean, people adore that movie, myself included. Um, and I don't know if it's fair to criticize it. That was my point. I, I don't. I don't think it's fair to criticize that movie. It's. It's. It was so good. It was amazing. And I know Joe's made the comment before. Maybe not on the show, but they should have just renamed it, and then they wouldn't have had the problem, which I agree with. But at the same time, if I've heard Sam Raimi interviews where he said he was really trying to give the fans just something new as a part of the series, and when you look at it that way, I think it's a great addition. I, is completely separate from it. So that being said, uh, camp counselor frying fan, uh, he, he responded to this post and he, he said, uh, the only bits of this movie I didn't like were the callbacks to the original series. It was always jarring because I was so into the movie. It was doing its own thing and telling its own story. But then suddenly there's Sam Raimi's car or someone just said groovy. And it kind of slapped me in the face with its quote remakeness. They were the only weak moments in a smart and entertaining gore fest. Camp Counselor Frying Pan, I agree with you. That summed up, I guess, the few flaws I had. You can't... My defense is, hey, don't treat it as a remake. Like, it's a really good movie. It's a good standalone movie. But he's right. It's not a standalone movie when you keep referencing the old one. That, that's 100% right. I thought that post was awesome and smart. So thank you, Camp Counselor Frying Pan, for submitting that to us. It was awesome. So it doesn't appear that my wife's going to be able to join me tonight. <laughs> um, you guys can't tell what's all going on in between cuts. <laughs> but uh, I just heard my son cry again, so I don't think she'll be joining us. So I think it's time to just kind of um, jump into this episode. Um 
I don't really have much to say because I was planning to interview her. But I did have some notes that we kind of talked about. Uh, we actually tried recording this once before and the sound was horrible because we were trying to whisper, which is why I am out on the second floor of our three-family house. Did I already explain that to you? I think I lost my way. Anyway, we live on a th- we live in a three-family house. It's actually three floors. I'm in the second floor recording this just so, you know. And I definitely already explained that. I just remembered. <laughs> oh, my God. Being a dad. So one of the things uh, I wanted to talk about, and I did talk about when we first recorded this, was the movie Nightcrawler. So I just watched this. Uh, I know it's not technically horror, uh, but it's a thriller. And I think it runs this super fine line with horror. Um, to the point where I was like watching this. Well, the f- first thing I'm thinking when I'm watching, it, I was like, this would make a great horror movie. Cause I knew I wasn't getting into a horror movie. Um, if they just changed a few little things to it, they could tweak that and make that much more horror. Um, and then I was thinking, you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the first script made it more of a horror movie that they turned into this thriller because it's more profitable. And I'm like looking at all the critics reactions to this movie and they really did like it. And the fan reaction too was really good. Uh, people really liked this movie. And by the way, absolutely deserved it. It was so good. I really enjoyed it. But if it was a horror, would it have gotten that much praise or would it have been shot down a little bit? You know, I don't know. That was just something I was thinking of. It, it just, it bothers me to, to think about it like that. Cause I think a horror element in that movie, like maybe, a little more action on his part. I'm not going to do any spoilers here, so I'm not going to tell you, but maybe if he was a little bit more involved in some of the things that happened, maybe that would make it more of a horror movie. I'm not sure, uh, but, but it's just barely on that line. It's just missing a little bit to, uh, to, for me to consider a horror movie. And if it were, who knows what the reaction would be. I, I don't think critics would like it nearly as much though. We also talked about, um, some TV shows that we've been watching American Horror Story is done next week, and all I can say is thank God. <laughs> so this is the first season of American Horror Story that I've watched, and it is—it was so good at the beginning. It, It's—I've tried watching every other season, and within two episodes, I just—I can't stand it. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's—I—I I, I honestly don't know. I mean, having a horror show not on cable is tough. I mean, well regardless anyway freak show it it captured my imagination immediately i loved i loved the bad guys i loved the story i loved the freaks element it was all amazing and about halfway through it just started plummeting it it i, I can't take it anymore I, I almost don't even want to finish this season but i am because my wife wants to watch it but it is it's tough to watch man it's it, it's tough to watch because it's bad. They are all over the place. Their characters are not, they are not telling a story about these characters. They are just m- making these characters adapt to fit their story. And and that's, it, it just doesn't work because the characters are flip-flopping on what you think they would do and what they do and not in a twist way. And just, it just, to me, it just seems like bad writing. All right, everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, my son started crying, super meltdown mode, so I do, dad had to come in and save the day. <laughs> Actually, uh, that didn't happen. My wife is handling it, but I had to come up. I had to go up and, uh, you know, be a dad. 
and stand around and try and help, but really not do anything because baby wants mommy. So we talked about American Horror Story. Hopefully I finished my thought. I think I did. I hate where it's going. So amazing at the beginning. So much potential. But really, to me, it's, I think it's like 18 episodes or something like that, or 16 episodes, and that's just six to eight episodes too long. That needs to be a 10-episode miniseries every fall. <laughs> Those are trucks going by. You could probably hear them, but it needs to be like about a 10-episode miniseries. I mean, I'm talking fall to early December. Make it happen. Make it happen. It'd be so much better. You had one story there that was absolutely amazing. So good. So good. And then maybe the next season you can continue some of the characters. You do that anyway. Just shorten it up a little bit, guys. Come on. It's good. Sometimes. No. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's not. I don't know why I would say that. I hate all the other seasons. <laughs> and now I hate this one. <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, I'm not going to watch that next year. But maybe I will, just for the podcast's sake. I don't know. Depends what you guys want me to watch, because that's what I'm here for. Uh, we talked about The Walking Dead a little bit, uh, but there's not much to say there other than watch it. I'm not going to do any spoilers on that show because it's so friggin' good this season. Last season, a little rough. A little rusky. But this season is so good. Oh my gosh, I, I've loved it. Uh, and I love all of their run-ins with the, the Wired cast. That's so awesome. Um, that's really all we talked about with TV. I do want to do a new segment. This segment is called Sean Plays Ketchup. <laughs> if you can't tell what it's going to be about, it's going to be about me catching up with a ton of classic movies that I have yet to watch. Uh, whether it's just because life got too busy or I was busy being young and stupid and not watching all the horror I should. Regardless, I've got a ton to catch up on. I feel like almost every horror fan has to catch up on everything. I mean, horror's so broad, there's so much stuff you can watch. I feel like my cup is never full when it comes to horror. I can never be satisfied. Uh, but I am missing out on a ton of just classics that, that you need to watch to be able to talk about this stuff. And some of the stuff I might even just rewatch because when I was watching it the first time, I was just watching it for shits and giggles, you know? Like, I was just, it was just like, my brain turned off and I would just watch. So I wasn't really watching it critically or analytically. Not that you're going to hear a lot of that here. You're going to hear a lot of dick and fart jokes. But still, when you're not thinking about it that way, you miss a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of good talking points. So I'm probably going to rewatch stuff that I've already seen. First one on my list was uh, Juwan, The Grudge. Uh, so I believe there's Juwan, The Curse, which came first. I thought Juan the Grudge was the most popular one with the little boy. Um, really good. But I was surprised. Okay, so I always thought that was like, I thought that was like, not end all and be all, but I thought horror fans loved that movie. But when I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, it was like average across the board in the 60s, I believe. I know that the 60s are not average, right? So I know it's above average. Um, but 60 seems pretty low for something that, you know, you hear about nonstop. But maybe that was like the non-horror fans saying how scary it was. I don't know. But um, a little bit of letdown. And maybe it's because I went into it with such huge expectations. Because I, I was under the impression that it was like considered one of the best horror movies, especially from Asia. 
um, and kind of let down. I mean, it was a great ghost story. Uh, I think it had a lot of great elements, but overall, not too scary, and I just didn't really like it. And it was really hard for me. Uh, I know I'm a little bit of a scatterbrain, but it was kind of hard for me to keep up with which characters are which. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was just kind of a letdown but i mean i'm glad I, i'm glad to have seen it uh to to have that in my background now i can you know it's a frame of reference for everything else so I, I was happy to watch it but and it wasn't bad by any means it was it was good um just definitely i would never rank that as like one of the best horror movies ever all right and that wraps up <laughs> one of the worst segments ever sean plays catch up but now i want to talk about um this was actually gonna be something I talked with Joe about, I don't know how much time we're going to have when I see Joe next. We're going to try and record two episodes in a row. Uh, so if you have any comments or suggestions, please send them to us and we'll, we'll address them. Um, but one of the things I wanted to talk about with him was something I've been kind of scheming up. It's called the Gore Score. Now, this was something I've wanted to do since the beginning, since we started this show. And it was kind of a, a way we can rate horror movies almost like an analytical uh way to rate horror movies and it's a lot harder than it sounds coming up with a system like that you can just throw numbers out there and you can throw stars around but what does it really mean in the end so what i wanted to do was come up with a score system where you could somehow put a weight value to certain parts of horror so obviously you have the gore the blood the babes and the beasts or the monsters or, or the baddies, whatever you want to call them. You have the sacred triple B's there. You gotta, you gotta include them. Now I had two other items, um, that you could rate them with the scares and intangibles. So let's just start from the beginning real fast. So gore or blood. There's a lot of things you can think about there. You got the amount of gore. To me, you can also include um, the color and realism. Sometimes that hyper bright and almost neon red blood, sometimes that works awesome in a horror movie, way better than uh, like a natural looking blood. Um, but they're both effective when used properly. And that doesn't mean it's right for that movie. Uh, for instance, the Evil Dead remake I talked about earlier in the movie thought they did it perfect it wasn't bright neon blood but it was bright red and there was a ton of it which to me makes it work better uh you can't do that bright red and like have it seeping out of somebody's head like they're just laying there you know what i mean it's just you can't have a realistic death with unrealistic blood um so i thought color and realism is a big thing the splatter how you, how the blood splatters is a big thing i think uh to me and other people and then the brutality which isn't necessarily have to do with the blood but just the level of brutality in the movie because that's part of gore man I, in my opinion if if you're talking gore it's not just the blood it's it's how it's done so i included brutality in there uh next one is babes so i think boobs i'm not trying to be sexist or a pig Boobs is a big thing only because of the way horror is. Uh, I think it's fun. Like I, I explained this in the first one. It's just, it's part of the campiness of horror. I mean, just like there's a little bit of comedy, I think in most horror movies, 
there's always a little bit of skin in horror movies too. Um, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I think, of course I am. That sounds so stupid, but I think, I think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing and I don't think it's a sexist thing because I'm going to back that up right now. Also in the, the babes section for me is a strong heroine character, right? So my go-to in this is high tension. The, the, the lead in high tension, in my opinion, top of the line, babe, because she is a complete fucking badass in that movie. And that is, I don't need to see her boobs. Don't need them. She's hot as hell just from killing and murdering people. And that is, I love it. I think it's absolutely the best. Um, and then also in there is just a, a sexy character in general. Just uh, And, and that kind of goes along with what I just said. Uh, an, an awesome heroine. Um, that kind of elevates that babe factor. Um, beasts. Monsters. How terrifying the character is. Does that character actually scare you? And how many uh, beasts are there? Are there a ton of monsters? Is there just one really effective monster? Hell, is there only one really bad monster? Kind of have to factor that in, how many there are. Scares is a little tougher. Um, so you have, you know, your psychological. Always important. And I think they should probably be in every one or else it's not really a horror movie. If you're not scared psychologically... What are you doing? You know, um, jump scares also just as important. People, people talk about jump scares these days. Like it's a bad thing. Um, I think jump scares are, you you need to have them. It's, it's, it's an element of horror. It keeps you on the edge of your seat, but that, that psychological jump scare combo, that's like a one, two, like you you can't go wrong with that. And that, that's what, to me, a great horror movie has both of them. You can't, you can't have one or the other, in my opinion. Um, I also think an emotionally brutal film is pretty effective. Uh, and my example for that is Starry Eyes. That drained me, man. That was absolutely emotionally brutal. And it wasn't even psychological, I'd say, because it wasn't as scary. It was just emotionally devastating. I just wanted to go to sleep afterwards. Um, and also with scares is just the general atmosphere. Was it a scary atmosphere? Um an example of that I would say is Halloween, the original Halloween. That atmosphere is chilling. Uh, I, that 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 atmosphere is amazing. The last one was Intangibles. That's kind of a a factor that allows you to swing the scoring in the way you want it. I mean, it's so horror is so subjective that you need that swing. You can't just go by the numbers. Um, and intangibles does it. Um, and intangibles, I considered music, um, how much heart the film has, like, like housebound. I said, had a lot of heart. It was, it was, it was emotional. It was a really good movie. Um, but that, that adds to it. I would even put nostalgia in it. If you know, we all saw, uh, Friday the 13th when we were younger you got to kind of factor that into how good it is and, and what you want to rate it. Uh, and the last thing is just something you can't quite explain. How many movies have you seen where you're like, you love it. You have no idea why there's just that, there's just that little something that you just, you need to rate it. You, you need to give it a little bit of a bump. Um, so basically what I did was, um, you add up, I went on a five star scale for each of those categories 
and then you add them up and divide them by five and you kind of have a loose scoring system that I'm still working on because I feel like there should be some more weight there. Um, but it came out pretty good. Uh, so an example that I did was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? I gave the gore five stars. It's awesome. The babes three star. I couldn't really, I haven't seen this movie in a while. Um, but to me, I think the babes were pretty good, uh, for what it was. Um, but I don't think it was anything stellar. Beasts, obviously five star fucking leather face. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, scares four star, uh, Jump scares were decent, and but I mean the overall scariness of it is because it it looked like a snuff film, man. It was crazy. Um, and then Intangibles, I have four stars, uh, but I'd probably go up to five star on that. Um, thinking about it now, but we'll just say the four stars because I had already done the math and I don't have a calculator with me. So uh, four stars. So what I did added it up divided by five, came to 4.2. I rounded down four stars. I think that is a fair number. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorites. I don't know if I would call it five stars or not though, or maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. I don't know. But this was just something I was talking about. So me and Joe are kind of working on developing this scoring system because I think it would be fun to rate our movies that way. And then you guys kind of know, and you guys can give us your feedback and we can, we can have just a cool conversation about all of that. So yeah, that's the gore score. Um, I think that's the end of this episode, though. I don't have a whole lot more to say, guys. Um, I appreciate you. I thank you guys so much for downloading this. I'm sorry if this episode annoyed you. Please don't hold it against me. Uh, Joe will be back where we are going to record this week for next week. Um, after that, I don't know what's going to happen. I... Th- <laughs> We, we might be switching to a once every other week schedule, so you'd be hearing us twice a month. Um, but I'm going to try and talk Joe into doing once. We would record once every other week, but we'd record two episodes in a shot. Uh, so we a new show would be out for you guys every week. We would just record two at a time. But please, if you guys want to hear Joe, shoot us an email, shoot him a message on Twitter and tell him, record a damn episode, man. We need you. We love you. Anyway, guys, thank you so much again. We really appreciate you downloading us. This week's response was incredible. We couldn't believe how many of you guys are downloading this. We love it. Thank you guys so much, but we still need your help. We need you guys to rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. It gets our numbers up. Um, it helps the algorithm so we appear faster when you search horror we are pretty far down on that list and i've listened to some of our competition and we are a little bit better no doubt no diggity (laughs) no doubt like to wrap it up set the i don't even know if those are the words as always we'd like to thank harley poe for allowing us to use the song gorehound off the album pagan holiday you can find him at harleypoe.com and facebook.com slash harley and he has the links to the Bandcamp and itunes pages uh, from his website to purchase his music you can also check out our site ihatehorror.com for those direct links you can find me on twitter at robots ate me r-o-b-o-t-s-a-t-e-m-e you can find Joe at Joe V four two one. You can find us on Tumblr, which is 
it's it's been great. We we've had great experience on it. Um, and we're having a blast on it, posting stuff. It's really fun. So much cool horror stuff. But you can find us on Tumblr at I Hate Horror. Yes, that's correct. I Hate Horror. You can also find us at I Hate Horror.com. And we have all the links to our Twitter and Tumblr and iTunes and Stitcher and everything else. Please rate, review, subscribe on Stitcher and iTunes. We really appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much again. And we will see you soon. Adios. Adios.